So just so you know, Jason, I already ate. I had a salad. It had little thin pieces of grilled chicken in it. There were <laughs> there were some apples and it was a very like raspberry, balsamic, like sweet kind of like dressing. It was really good. But he called it the Winthrop House. Now, I haven't been able to dig up anything on the name Winthrop, but I did find out the last owner of the house was a man named Hiram Epstein. Epstein was a scientist at the University of Chicago until he was fired for unethical experimental practices. Unethical, how? The article doesn't say, but I think he was experimenting on humans. Hey guys, you're listening to TV Zone Podcast Presents Lovecraft Country. Developed by Misha Green, who also serves as an executive producer. The drama horror Lovecraft Country is about a young African-American war veteran who travels across the 1950s segregated United States in search of his missing father. This series is not only about the survival, both the racist terror of white America, but also the horrific emerging Lovecraft monsters. Today, we're talking about episode three, Holy Ghost. I'm your host, Zena Dixon. Wow, Holy Ghost and host. Okay, anyway, joining me are my two co-hosts. First, we have Jay Childs of TV Zone Podcast. Jay, hello. Hello, hello. How are we doing? Next, we have Jinx, writer at Bloody Discussing and host of Scream Addicts. Hello. <laughs> All right, guys, let's just dive right in. So am I too early to say that this is one of the strongest episodes of the season? So uh, no, not at all. No, I wouldn't say that. What was that hesitation, Jay? What was that? Well, I had to think for I mean, we're only three episodes in. I just had to think about it a little bit. You know, um, I, I, I 20 st- seconds into the podcast, we're ready to fight. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's... I, you know what? I would actually, a little bit, I would put this one over episode two, actually. Just a little bit. Yes. I'm actually right there with you. I yeah I as much as I love the pilot and I do this might actually be my favorite episode. Yes, yes, me too. So okay, before we get into like the quick synopsis, I just want to ask since you did say that, Jinx, why is this one or why do you say that it's your favorite episode so far? You know, I I adore the episode simply because up until the end, anyway, it feels like pretty much a standalone story about a haunted house, and it's a complete story this isn't like you know uh, a throwaway episode where our characters get into some crazy hijinks that don't doesn't really have any bearing on the main story even though you know by the end of the episode that's actually kind of exactly how it feels like in a way you know in mm-hmm. like the the broad sense of the series but on its own for this you know 160 minute segment it is a story that has a complete beginning middle and end honestly i think if you tacked another 20 minutes onto it you could have almost like a complete um haunted house film like it's cinematic yeah. it, it tells a great story that has a lot of weight to it mm-hmm. um yeah and you know what's weird is too is that it, to me it almost more so than the first two episodes this episode to me starts to signal what this show might be in the long run which is you know it has the same characters as the previous episode sure but otherwise it, it kind of serves to make the show feel almost like an anthology you know the first two yes. episodes are complete. They're this Lovecraftian cosmic horror trip through the dark heart of America. And then by the, you know, it's like we were talking last week, by the time you get to the end of the second episode, it feels like we've watched almost a complete story. Now with the third episode, we have like this beautifully realized, you know, three act haunted house story 
in the space of 60 minutes. And it's like, are, are, are we going to be spoiled every week by, with a completely new horror movie rather mm-hmm. than simply another installment of a larger story? I, I kind of love that. Right. And, and Jay, how, <clears throat> how about you? Oh, I, I mean, I agree. Um, yeah, it, it does. It feels like each episode is its own story, which like because i know we've talked in the past about like okay what to expect from this show what what are we going to expect from this show and each episode we think we know what we're getting into but they keep taking us on different twists and turns and for this episode to basically be its own story with a few you know nods to the overall story that's going on but for the most part the episode focuses you know strictly on you know the house and what's going on with that whole thing so in a weird way too it reminds me and tell me if you think i'm crazy for this but it feels kind of like the x-files you know when you watch a season of the x-files you have these one-off stories that are completely different like horror and sci-fi stories but then there's always this, you know, sometimes you have full episodes and sometimes you have these tiny little threads in those otherwise standalone episodes that tie, you know, them to the main story, which is, of course, about the alien invasion and, you know, all of that stuff, like the the mythology episodes and the mythology mm-hmm. story. And it feels like Lovecraft is kind of doing the same thing right now. Like we can get a great 60 minute one off haunted house story. But then there's just a tiny little thread. There's just a couple of little things that tie it to the bigger overall story that I'm sure is going to pay off at some point. Right. I I can definitely see that. And I think that's why, for me, when it comes to this show, that's why I'm already just, like, so in love with it. I can honestly say it's one of the best series that I'm currently watching right now. And with this particular episode, I agree with you both. So far, this is one of my favorite episodes. And I say this because when I think about last week's episode, um, Why He's on the Moon, there was a lot to take in, right? But then clearly, you know, when it comes to this show, they're not short on ideas because, you know, not only are they tackling kind of like Letty's past, but they're also tackling like a classic haunted house, you know, story kind of line that's going on. With, well, I want to say that it is like a it is like a classic haunted house story. But then on top of that, you know, something that I was even saying to Jay earlier before we started recording, I feel like so far, obviously, this show it has like a certain signature. Like, say we had like a pot of ingredients and we're putting everything in. One of those major ingredients, of course, is racism. You know, <laughs> so this episode is it's not short on that at all, and. I, I'm really in love with just like the storyline of this, you know, of the show in general. But with the with this episode, like, you know, you said, Jinx, it kind of feels like it's it could be like a, a feature, you know. And with this episode, we're seeing like baby head basketball player ghost and there's grief <laughs> and, you know, there's grief, there's passion, you know, and I just feel like this episode deals a lot with death. Like even when um, we're going to we're going to talk about it more. But when we when we see like the opening scene as an example and we see that it's been like, oh, well, it's been like three weeks since Uncle George's funeral. Right. I don't know if you guys noticed, you know, in the church, but I didn't see a casket or, a, you know, where is it? Nope. 
You know what I mean? And so it's like, I kind of want us to even talk about that because um, is her name, is it Hippolyta? Yes. Yes. So with her, you know, I really feel for her because obviously she's mourning for her husband. And not only that, but she's angry. And I, I feel like we've all experienced grief or we've even known, know of someone who, who went through that, right? Um, but I feel like it's a weird thing because even when we see her getting ready and she's holding on to, you know, Uncle George's favorite, you know, book, Dracula, and then she's ripping out the pages, but just to buy another one. So clearly something isn't sitting right, but at the same time, they're not wasting any episode, like episodes, they're not wasting any time, you know, in this episode. And I love that the show didn't just forget about Uncle George. You know, it's like you said, it's three weeks later. And I feel like most shows would have moved on and would have acknowledged his death with kind of like a, a, a passing mention, you know. Right. It's like, but otherwise, we're just moving on full steam ahead, you know. Uh, that character's behind us now. And instead, like in a weird way, there's scenes where his, <laughs> it's strange to say, but like his ghost kind of haunts the episode. Like you said, yeah. the opening scene is his funeral. The fallout of his death is dealt with both emotionally and plot-wise. And I, I kind of love that, that... You know, the, the even though we, we we no longer see him, you know, he's still very much there in spirit. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I'm just going to kind of, you know, piggyback off of that and say that it, it does. It feels like his like Uncle George is his ghost is somewhat looming over the show right now in a way. Mm -hmm. And I know we'll talk about it later, but like the scene between um, Montrose and, and George's wife. Like that whole thing where she basically acknowledges, like, you know, something isn't right. Like, mm -hmm. I know, I know the story that you told me, but something isn't right. So, right. I, so it's making me wonder, like, you know, as we get, you know, deeper into the series, if she doesn't kind of takes more of a, you know, of a take charge role to try to figure out exactly what might have happened to her husband. So, right. So, yeah, I, oh, sorry, oh no, no, go ahead. I I have a I have a question. It's kind of a little bit off topic. Oh no, I just would have said, you know, I I hope that kind of D figures into that part of the story as well too, because I feel like you know you can almost understand why Tick and Montrose would keep the exact nature of George's death from uh, Hippolyta, because I mean, mm -hmm. come on, you know, like who? Yeah. Even if they did tell her, who would believe that? But I almost feel like you know, D would just be completely on board with it. It's like, oh, yeah, evil evil wizards. Yeah, sure, no, Absolutely. you know. What? <laughs> I, I see her feeling, yeah, feeling that way. And it, it so. makes me, it makes me um, just wonder, too, like, um, which we're going to uh, get to a little bit later, but with Hippolyta, when she's in the house that uh, Letty purchases, and there's a room and the door opens for her, as if something wants her or someone wants her to go into that room. And, you know, we see like a telescope, just like um, one that Uncle George has as well. And it just seems like, you know, so I'm wondering if Uncle George is there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even we'll, we'll get to that. But even with the, uh, the Ouija board, the kids in the basement. God, this episode has it all, you know? <laughs> it did it's it's like I'm just wondering, like, just give us our Uncle George back, okay? Because even though it's like you you still feel the pain, it just feels so raw. But you know, because we know the backstory, 
Um, and I'm really surprised that even when it comes to um, Atticus and Letty, that they do not feel this way as well, that, okay, there's a possibility that, you know, Uncle George could be alive in a way. I wonder if, and I didn't realize this, but the uh, the, <laughs> the 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 baby headed ghost, which right? is maybe one of the more disturbing things that I've seen on screen uh, this year. Um, <laughs> I had to look that up to see exactly what was going on there, and you know, I remember we even talked last week about, hey, maybe this isn't the last time we'll see Uncle George. And I, when that was under discussion last week, I wasn't completely convinced of that. Now. After looking up the discussion on the baby-headed ghost, uh, showrunner Misha Green discussed how that ghost came to be as kind of like, you know, the horrible experiments that are actually done mm -hmm. in the house. She described it as, though, uh, was it, oh, is it Hiram, uh, the, the evil doctor? Yes. Was actually performing experiments with time travel. And so mm -hmm. he was actually... <laughs> using like a uh, a weird version of time travel on victims and in some cases like their body parts so he was able to like um regress this man's head to the point where he was actually a child hence why we have like a living child's head on a much larger adult body and i'm wondering now that time travel is a part of a show uh, the show like i'm wondering if we'll discover more about not only like say you know there's that scene where uh tick and mantras are talking about this story about uh, mantras and george's kids being cornered mm -hmm. and being saved by a man swinging a bat while saying i got you kid and like th there is no way that they're not going to return to that at some point in the future and i'm just wondering given that time travel is now a part of the fabric of the story if the man who wound up saving them might either be the older mantras or maybe even tick and if time travel is possible, then I'm wondering if George can be brought back that way because I have my fingers right. crossed. That's I, I have my fingers crossed about that as well. Yeah, and it's funny. Okay, so having this discussion and after me watching the TV series uh, Twin Peaks and time travel <laughs> does kind of happen with that show too to some weird degree. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if... Yeah, if they did do something kind of crazy like that, where they, in some weird way, George ends up coming back, you know, or whatnot. So, yeah, now now I, I, I'm getting Twin Peak vibes from this show. So, yeah, so now I'm definitely a thousand percent invested. Not, this, not saying I wasn't <laughs> invested before, but Xena knows how I feel about Twin Peaks. So, <laughs> so yeah. Twin Twin Peaks. I, I adore Twin Peaks. I love that show. Uh, and plus, I mean, you know, that, again, that whole backstory that they give, like, there is no reason for them to take two minutes of the show up with this story and setting up a mystery about, well, who was the man with the bat who would say, I got you, kid, you know, like yeah. that, that is pure Doctor Who right there. That is wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Something is going to happen in the future when we see who that guy was. And he's totally going to be one of our heroes. Or maybe and I'm what, all here what, for if it's, it. what if it's Jackie Robinson? Oh my God! <laughs> because yes. go, going back to the opening scene, that is what he says when when he shows up there. I got you, kid. 
marriage. Although, although that, you know, that by that point, you know, and I think Tick said this, like he had heard that story so many times, like if that was a dream, the opening scene, like surely that would be like the fabric of his dream, like him conflating those two. But, but then again, you know, I like the idea that Tick might eventually have the power to simply conjure up, you know, anything he cares to, in which case, you know, how great would it be if he sends Jackie Robinson back to save, you know, his dad and uncle? Yeah. That would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so now I kind of want to ask you guys, what do you think about Letty's house? And with her purchasing the house with her sister, like she really wants them to have like a relationship. Uh, I still have a question about that, which is, you know, I've watched the episode twice now and I'm wondering, does... Is Letty aware of where the money comes from? Because part of me wants to think that she isn't really, simply because the moment when she says that she still has some money that, you know, mama left her. Like, mm -hmm. she says it offhandedly and then catches herself like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <clears throat> mm -hmm. You know, but then another part of me wonders, like, I how, I just wish that we had seen how that went down like how did she receive the money how was that presented to her why you know how was she so easily convinced to go ahead and just buy winthrop house you know like so <laughs> the, it, maybe it's not ultimately that essential to the story that's being told and obviously like i think the the, the episode is successful without all of that but it was kind of like that one lingering question that i had by the episode's end I, I just thought, to be honest with you, that uh, Christina had something to do with that. And I think that they probably did something where they just put in her mind that her mother left her it. And it was really, you know, that family that gave her that money. Because for some reason, it seems that they want her to be in that house. Why, mm -hmm. I don't know. Which maybe it does have something to do with that time travel stuff. And then on top of that, um, in an earlier scene when Letty and her sister, they were in the house... It was kind of like the dining room area. On the table, we can kind of see, um, it looks like, a, you know, like a scientist lived there. You know, things were dusty and gross and stuff like that. But, you know, you kind of see uh, just like test tubes and, and things around. So it's kind of like, ha, huh. you know, it, it's, it's, I feel like there's a reason why. Like, we, we all know this. <laughs> like, there's always a reason with certain things, I feel, you know, happening. That makes sense. Yeah. And I am curious, you know, you mentioned the house, like, in that great, it's not the final shot, but one of the final shots of the uh, the elevator running itself and going all the way down into the tunnels. On its way there, you could see, like, those weird magical sigils yes. lighting up, mm -hmm. you know, on its way down. It's like, oh, okay, there's definitely more to this house than meets the eye. It's not merely a haunted house. Like, there is something else going on here. Mm-hmm. And why Letty specifically? Because they they could have gave the money to Tick or whatnot to have him go to, but it, it feels like she was chosen for a specific reason, right? Because as of right now, she, I mean, of course, Uncle George is, isn't around anymore, well, at least for right now. But um, sh there's still some mystery to her, um, and everything. And even though we get a little bit more about her family in the back story, like, you know, through conversation with her and her sister, but there still seems to be like a mystery surrounding Letty. So, yeah. And the fact that she was chosen 
to be the one to have to buy this house and how the ghosts react to her in the house also. So I wondered too if Christina maybe feels like you know she couldn't in a one-on-one sort of way like control tick, but maybe through Letty, like she is able to more easily manipulate him. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it'd be curious to see that payoff because uh, I mean, obviously now after this episode, I, I mean, are we not going to talk about the one scene in this show? I was going to bring it up <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like I, I think I did tell you guys this last week, like there's something between Letty and Tick. So there you go. And then with that song playing, that's the scene, right? You were talking about that scene. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like out of the entire 60 minutes, like when, yeah, that scene, like, you know, is like, right. Sports, it's, it's so be basically I, Letty and Atticus, um, well, Letty's dancing with a man. And uh, just before, well, while she's dancing with a man, a guy comes up to um, Tick. I keep on calling him Tick or Atticus. You guys know his name. Um, comes up to him and basically asks, you know, if they're together, heard that you're living here rent free. So basically, Letty purchased this home because she wants it to be a safe place for for Black people. And I thought that was really awesome because when she was sitting in the church and you can kind of see that she she looks a little bit disconnected from what's going on, you know, um, while everybody else really does seem really involved. And I don't know if that's the time where she's just like really like questioning herself, questioning what she's going to do with the rest of her life even knowing what's going on in this world, because I have to be honest with you, say if we found out that there's just like that whole, you know, there's a whole magical world. There's like wizards and stuff. It's kind of like, what can you do to make an impact? You know, it's, it is a little bit sad to watch because I felt like obviously when we first met her, she just seemed really full of life and not saying that that life isn't there, but you know, sometimes when life sometimes weighs on you, it's a little heartbreaking to watch. So I thought it was, you know, cool that the fact that um, she did purchase this house. I mean, yeah, it's 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 haunted, <laughs> but um, she's it, to me it seemed like she's trying and stuff. And we'll get into with, you know, the argument that she had with her sister. But you know, um, just sitting back and watching it, I guess, uh, you know, going back to Atticus and you know this man who's asking, you know, about um, him and. Uh, Letty's relationship. So Atticus really doesn't say anything. Then, you know, he just looks like he's jealous. He looks like a jealous boyfriend. But it's like, at the same time, you never claimed her, you know? And I don't know. Again, I just kind of got that vibe from the two. Next thing you know, um, a lot has happened in this episode. There are, by the way, like, I want to say maybe like eight or nine ghosts that are just trapped in the, in the house with the spirit killer you know so while letty's in the bathroom you know she's washing off her face it's pretty hot in there and um you can see kind of like a spirit you know in the mirror and then next thing you know atticus comes into you know um the the bathroom and yes they bang and that's what happens <laughs> so and then on top of that so then she's she's you know, she's bleeding and she says, oh, no, it's that time of, time of the month. But you can tell, like, girl, no, it's not. And, you know, later on we find out that it's her first time. But I have to be honest with you. 
perhaps it is her first time, yes. But I'm wondering if something happened during that exchange. Mm, we can call yeah. it that. Yeah. Something supernatural. So I'll just, I'll stop there. What, what are you guys thought? Um, I mean, uh, I thought the same thing. Like there was more to that than just them, you know, banging basically. Um, because going back to last week's episode when they're in the house, um, and you know, they have their visions and Letty has her vision of tick. And when he takes down his pants, the whole thing about the snake and, it's like okay maybe this will come back at some point you know down the road in the season um especially with them because it just it didn't i mean it is kind of surprising that oh it's her first time when she didn't seem like it would have been her first time just because of how she carries herself but also at the same time i guess it wouldn't be too much of a stretch because maybe she is very guarded when it comes to that and she seems yeah she seems very guarded and yeah. like you know not just anyone yeah so okay so coming back to that it's like wait well maybe it's not so much of a far stretch but it's just how that plays because you know i mean of course they kind of get us with the whole you know someone goes into you know a bathroom they look in the mirror you know the camera pans down when they go to the sink when they come back up yeah there's you know a figure in the in the mirror looking at her and then out of nowhere there's Atticus and he just comes in there and just you know they start going at it type of thing and it doesn't last long but still it, it felt like there was more to that than what we just assumed so right I just, I, I just kept hearing that one line from that Darren Aronofsky movie, Mother, going over and over in my head. Like, that sink is not braced. <laughs> <laughs> that sink is not braced. <laughs> that out there. No, I, yeah, I, you know, part of it, like, just as an audience member, where there's obviously so much tension between those leads, it's, you know, by the time we get to that scene, it's just kind of like, finally, you know, like, but at the same time, like, I, I, and why I think the show is so smart and why it plays honest with, you know, its characters' emotions, I love that there is actually, like, a follow-up scene where the two of them are discussing it at, uh, you know, kind of the uh, the restaurant or the bar where, you know, she does admit that it's her first time or whatever. But, you know, she also talks about what that meant to her and the fact that, like, ever since she was, I mean, essentially killed in the previous episode and brought back, there is something missing in a yeah. way. And I'm very curious to see what that means for her as the season continues to go on. And if indeed, like, is she fully alive, you know, or or not? You know, I'm very curious to see, like, how that pays off eventually. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys think about um, what some of the neighbors were doing? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you mean the assholes across the street? Yes, those guys. <laughs> those guys. Uh, well, I mean, they they were, you know, who are these, you know, black people coming into our neighborhood? You know, these undesirables, basically, is what they put out in their front yard. Yeah, that that and, side was lame. Who the and, hell? Like that? That's, it wasn't even a whole made. Where the hell did they print the damn sign up? 
It's probably a store. That's uh, is, there, yeah. is there literally a racist sign maker shop like the <laughs> storefront in town, like where you can go and get your specially made racist signs? Like in 1955? Yeah, probably so. It probably was. <laughs> Worst setting for a sitcom ever. Like, Happy Days never did that shit, nor should they have. But, yeah, I, so weird. Sorry. Well, I thought that it was... I thought that it was pretty cool how uh, Letty's mindset in this episode. She didn't want them to, like, run, you know, them out of there. Like, while her sister was just like, oh, you know, things are going to get bad. And she was, like, really worried and scared. And I like the fact that when... You know, Atticus saw, like, you know, just the guy sitting outside, you know, during the daytime blowing their horn. Like, they literally tied a brick to the wheel um, <clears throat> that he decided not to leave and, you know, go to Florida. Hey, we're all in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I just, I just realized that. Anyway. Um, Dick should have left. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. I don't know. I don't blame him. Don't calm down here. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, not now. Yeah. DeSantis yeah. wasn't the governor back in the 50s. I don't know that it would have been much better, but it could have been much worse. Just throwing that out there. So, so I, I like the fact that, that she wanted to, like, stand her ground. And then after a while, like, during their housewarming party, um, where, you know, they're, they're, they're dancing, they're having a good time, there are ghosts lurking, there's a passion, you know, so a lot of passion happening in the bathroom. And then even in the basement... <laughs> Where the kids are. Were they in the base? They were in the basement, right? Playing with a Ouija board? Uh, or were they in the attic? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't think that they ever actually go out of the... I always, I, it, to me, it kind of looked almost like a closet or something. But but I don't know. I uh, yeah. yeah, I need to rewatch it with an eye towards that. Because I they, they don't really play fair with the geography of the house sometimes. <laughs> like, you get the feeling that the house is kind of small and you get a say in a way like you get a sense of like what it's uh, you know uh what the layout is but then there are other times where it's just kind of like all of this is in that same house you know yeah. but uh oh, speaking of the kids though did i didn't realize this until i uh somebody noted it online and i was like what no way and then i looked it up and i was like oh wow that's totally the case but have you all read the thing about the the uh, the young kid who asks if he's going to enjoy his trip down south. Yeah, and, that yeah. I, I knew right away who he was when I saw him with his little with his white shirt and the the black little tie thing. I okay. I didn't I didn't realize, but then as soon as they did like a comparison photo, I was like, oh, like that's really really dark. Yeah, it made me sad. It's just it it was it was a very hmm. it was almost really, too heavy in a way yeah. like. You know, I completely understand why this show would want to tie itself to the real world, even for mm -hmm. all the fantasy and sci-fi and horror. And there is that great moment where there is like a quick nod to, uh, you know, when they're talking about Martin in the kitchen, you know, and it's just kind of like, oh, you know, that's. But then like and again, it completely flew over my head, but it wasn't until I looked it up later and then I watched the episode again. That scene plays completely differently once you know that and it's just kind of like, oh, this is so much like too heavy in a way but mm -hmm. you know but also like completely appropriate you know given the story that's being told but still it it, it yeah and even right after that um it took me a while to because you know they were doing like little snips like going back and forth um the ouija board says something else 
Did you guys make out what it was saying? I no. only caught the first thing. I did not catch what because weren't there two things that it spells out? Yes. And I read George is dead mm -hmm. for one, but I did not. I was I've seen it twice now, and I was not able to make out the second one. Yeah, like I just saw that it was that they were spelling out, you know, George, and then it went back, and then with the with the, then it had like the dead in there, and it's just kind of like, okay, but why do we why are we hearing about you know Uncle George? Where is he then? Is he there? Is it him? And that's what even brings me back to um, with Uncle George's wife with her um, going into that room, you know, um, and she sees like the telescope and there's kind of, uh, is it kind of like, like the solar system? It looks like the solar system, but it was just, it was just a very weird thing as if something wanted her to go in that room. I, I, I don't know what. And I don't know. It's it's just it's just more deeper than what it may seem. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It does seem like there are you know going back to the story about you know the the guy with the baseball bat who saved Montrose and uh, you know George. Like you you get the feeling that the story is layering in all of these you know bits and pieces that might initially fly past us or we might think are kind of inconsequential but there is also the kind of feeling that they're going to pay off at a later date i think mm -hmm. yeah i mean it, it it could all i know i know i keep referencing the freaking opening scene over and over but you know what if <laughs> that's what we get in the end you know, <laughs> red, you know, alien women and, you know, Jackie Robinson and baseball bats and, you know, <laughs> you know, different yeah. creatures or whatnot. Just world of worlds just just happens. And, and, and that's how it goes. It fades to black after that. Mm -hmm. So good. And something else I wanted to just kind of, you know, touch on um, just taking it back. I know uh, with Jason, you did say like, when it comes to to Letty and Atticus, we were waiting for that moment to happen with them. But I don't know about you guys. It's like I kind of felt like um, it wasn't probably what she wanted it to be. You know what I mean? It, it was just it just seemed like it wasn't something that she liked. You know, because even afterwards she she cried. Um, not that she didn't want to do that, but you know, you're. I know that she's looking to you know, feel something. And technically she did cry afterwards. And when she told him that she needed that, was she talking about the crying? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. And, you know, I, I'm still not 100% certain on what the exact nature of their friendship or, you know, burgeoning relationship is. Or because, I mean, it obviously from the previous episode, we know that she is kind of like obviously enamored with him. But, you know, with him, you know, he's kind of like been not cold but you know he pulled away from her and you know it wasn't until he was made to be somewhat jealous that he kind right. of took action but even after the fact you know when they're sitting and talking like it, it doesn't you know there doesn't seem to be a blossoming romance there at mm -hmm. all. So. he seems very standoffish like he seems very um guarded and i don't i'm wondering if it has something to do with um the woman in Korea or maybe something that happened over there. Yeah. Yeah. I, the feeling is, I think that he's like, his heart is elsewhere, I think. And, yeah. and also too, it seems like he has a little bit more interest in Christina. 
thin yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's, it, it's it's something about the two of them and i'm sure we will find out later as the season goes on but the two of them it seems like there is somewhat of a connection between atticus and christina that we just haven't been told yet but right in, in regards to atticus and Letitia, yeah, it does. It feels, you know, on paper, it seems like, oh, okay, we have Letitia, we have Atticus. Yeah, naturally, they should be together. But the show is kind of going out of its way to go against that. And I'm sure we'll find out what might lead to that. It might come back to that whole snake reference um, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just kind of interesting that because, I mean, that you know their banging scene as you called it um <laughs> the sink is embraced <laughs> yeah right <laughs> the sink is embraced it, it, it it's not a it's it's not a desirable scene in, in a way it's it's like okay he just comes in there and yeah they start you know clawing at each other and taking each other's clothes off but at the same time that was not like what you would think the ideal you know you know, scene would be between the two of them. In, in right. that like just, yeah, it just happened. It's not romantic. Yeah, it, no romance at all. And he, you know, right. like, oh, it's, it's okay. And, you know, whatnot. Then he buckles his pants up. Then he just said, then deuces. Yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> so. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's literally what, what he did. Yeah. Um, Question for, for you guys, too, Um, as we're starting to, like, you know, close up a bit. Can I ask um, you one quick question about Christina? What you're okay. No, you cannot. Okay. <laughs> it was going to be a terrible question anyway, so this is probably for the best. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I just, yeah, I, I'm trying to work out like the the, the family tree for uh, you know the Braithwaites and whatnot, and I'm just wondering, like you know, talking about that connection between Tick and Christina, like they they are on some, like they share the same blood to an extent, right? Like, are they? Yep. They do. They, so, you know, that's, you know, I, I, I hope there's not, but then again, you know, as far as Christina is concerned, I'm, I'm fairly certain that Butler, you know, <laughs> brother lover, you know, there's something going on there. So, you know, like she, because I mean, who, who is the Butler? Who isn't a butler? Like, is he a friend? Is he a brother? Is he, you know, uh, all of the above. That, Right? I mean, that, that's what I'm thinking. Like, he's an all-purpose, you know, companion, I think. Which is more than a little creepy. It's like, pick, run away. Run away, sir. Right. You, like, had, I... you had the gun. You should have used it. You didn't. You had the right idea. Should have followed through. Like, I agree. Like, just run away. But kind of like, you know, what Jay said, I agree. Like, there is something. Tick is just attracted to her. Like, or, or intrigued. You know, oh. like, I think that he may regret if he, you know, doesn't end up with Letty, that he may regret that. Um, because, you know, Letty's a normal girl. And you're not related to her. So I think that you know, it could be a thing. But, yeah, I, I don't really think that Christina cares but, I mean, about that. But but also, too, going back, what if it's that whole, you know, Game of Thrones Targaryen thing, like I mentioned last episode, oh. where they got to keep the bloodline pure, you know, so... Keep yeah. it, keeping it in the family. That's creepy. In that case, the family tree shouldn't be that hard to figure out at all. No, not at just all. A, it's, a, it's just a stump. Um, 
I cool. actually had a question about um, Christina, you know, so I was just curious to see uh, or, or to know how do you guys feel about that? You know, we see her again and she seems to be settling in. Well, I mean, she she's happy that uh, her father's gone. You know, now she, you know, kind of gets to do whatever. You know, she's out of right. her shadow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's strange. Like, I mean, and I'm very curious to see how much of her backstory that we get. But in a way, like, I kind of, it's not her story, and I get it. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that they set that idea up initially in the first two, ep- well, the previous episode, anyway. Like, I almost wanted to see what her reaction was to the fact that all of those men had been wiped out, including her father. Because, obviously, she was being held back by virtue of the fact that she was a woman. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of want to see her reaction to that house having come down on their heads. Like, I I, got to imagine she smiled. I got to imagine she skipped away, whistling, you know, Mm -hmm. like. She's free now to do, you know, whatever, which apparently is to seek out that book and wield whatever power. But, you know, you just got to wonder to what end, because she hasn't really presented herself as somebody who is trustworthy, obviously. But at the same time, she hasn't necessarily presented herself as being, like, as overtly evil as her father or the Order either. So I'm wondering, like, is she merely just kind of a femme fatale, or is she going to be, like, the villain of the season? Ah, well, yeah, we go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say, do you think that maybe she knows a little bit more about the whole birthright thing? And this is like all part of that playing out. And she, in a way, is acting as some type of weird guide for Atticus in regards to that. Ah. I, I could see that. But it has to be towards selfish ends. I think. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think she's going to do anything to benefit Atticus, um, unless she decides to, you know, try and court him in a way. Because, um, yeah, she's she's creepy. Well, Adam yeah. does need Eve, so. <laughs> so. It's, oh, God. it's like she's keeping an eye on him. You know, um, I'm just wondering too uh, from this one encounter um, if. Well, with her being in the town, you know, now, and even with um, Atticus no longer going back to Florida, I'm wondering, you know, how is this going to play out, obviously? And if Letty is pregnant, that's Mm. what the major thing um, that's on on my mind now. And um, I guess just like the last question for you guys, because I must know this. um, Do you guys have a favorite scene? Um, for me, it would have to be the Evil Dead-ish, um, ritual scene, uh, with the, mm-hmm. um, with the Tangini character. That's what I refer to her as, um, you know, <laughs> where they're doing the whole seance and everything. And then, you know, she gets possessed and then she attacks Atticus and then he gets possessed by the, you know, crazy um scientist guy you know bitch get out of my house you know that whole thing <laughs> or that. and then the ghosts you know they come out and they you know join in unison with Letty. i thought that was a very powerful scene um yes. and everything and even though it did for me it did kind of have some evil dead ish type uh feel to it with the whole you know like ash he did get possessed twice right and the fact that tick he got possessed it was like hmm okay all right but but Overall, I thought that was like 
a very powerful scene, especially for Letty herself, because it, it felt like there was quite a few scenes in this in this episode where it's Letitia, you know, kind of, you know, taking charge and being in control. Like when she goes out right. and she, you know, smashes up the cars with the with the um, horns, you know, that have the rocks, you know, roped around the uh, horns and everything and everything like that. Um, you could tell like she was really, you know, letting out some deep rooted frustration there that was pent up um, and everything. Mm -hmm. And then, like I say, with the whole her and the ghost joining forces to, you know, rid out this evil and everything. I thought that was real powerful. So, but, but that one, the one with her and the ghost, I thought was for me, the, my favorite scene. Same here. I I love that scene. I thought she was a powerhouse in that moment when it's all on her to sort of draw together all of the ghosts and tell them that they're not dead yet and to sort of rally everybody to exercise the uh you know the demon that's possessed tick like that is that just the entire episode was pretty much a letty episode. Like she was the star of this mm -hmm. horror film, you know. And like my god, like that scene she was just incredible in it um you know and it you know we're saying letty it's uh short for um uh, uh her full uh, Zena. what's her full name again um trying to I'm think i'm sorry i'm drinking uh, water right now oh. <laughs> uh, oh. but no no i i did think that i mean that that moment was <laughs> incredible and she was incredible in it and that was might be my favorite scene in the series so far barring the uh the opening sequence in the pilot but uh but yeah, same here. So I agree with you guys. I really did love that scene, but I have a couple of scenes that I just want to tell you. This let me live my life. I love that scene, <laughs> but I also love the scene when we see the, the baby head ghost. I literally screamed. <laughs> I screamed twice while watching this because it was just like, you guys know sometimes when you watch a movie or you watch a show like this one, that's so good. And it's just give, like literally giving you life. Like that's how I felt. Like, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit, like, really tired this morning when I watched it, but it woke me right up. Second scene, I really like. Um, I love when, you know, the kids are playing with the with the Ouija board, even with D and stuff. And it's just like, you guys are either in the basement or in the closet or the attic, and it's hot, okay? And you're all gathered around playing with a Ouija board. But it's like, think about when you're a kid, it's... it's it's that excitement, you know? And then obviously you, things took a turn and you felt bad for, for D when something spelled out that George is dead kind of thing. And Because at first I was thinking, well, is that Uncle George that's doing that? But obviously he loved her. He wouldn't do that. So who is doing that? Who is that? You know? Hmm. Is it Epstein? We don't know. So, but then it's like, how does he know? Right? I don't know. There's just a lot of questions. So then... The just the last one that I really liked. Um, it's, it's the same scene that you guys were talking about, but I was so creeped out when Atticus, when he you know got possessed by that demon spirit thing, the way his head was shaking. Listen, if I ever saw something like that, I'm gonna be honest with you. I know I'm always saying like real queen of horror. Listen, I would <laughs> drop to the ground and I would be so scared. Like, and he just sounds so aggressive. Like. Okay, if you move out the way, I can get out of your house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. But it's like you are in my 
my way, sir. But yeah, like seriously, that was like the first episode. It was like, ah, oh, whoa, horror. Yeah, you know that was good. But that really creeped me out. Yeah, I think as horror fans, we always imagine how we would fare in different situations. Like, uh, how would I be if I ran afoul of a, a, a cannibal clan in Texas? You mm. know, how would I do right. against Michael Myers? How would I do against this, against that? And, you know, I, I, I you know, the, in my mind, there are various scenarios. But whenever it comes to haunted houses, like it goes back almost to the uh, the Eddie Murphy bit. Like, you know, could you imagine seeing Tick Possessed going like, get out? I'd just be like, eh, gotta go. You know, just <laughs> run away, run right away. Just leave the house as is. Mm. <laughs> Although, you know, it's funny. I think, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before. Uh, Zena, you mentioned that you were hoping that Herbert West would make an appearance. You know, back when we thought there was a chance that maybe Lovecraft would play far more of a role in the series than he really has so far. Right. Uh, honestly, I think that evil doctor is probably as close as we're going to get. Yeah. Because he, he even kind of looks like Herbert West from the short story. <laughs> In a way, you know, he's he's not Jeffrey Combs, but you know, he's <laughs> he's he he was creepy, and he's yeah. been doing experiments on people. So, yeah, okay. corpses, corpses in basements, like dodgy supernatural stuff. I'll take it. <laughs> so, I guess just for these coming episodes, I'm just you know, I'm really looking forward to. I'm hoping that, you know, Letty and her sister, that they're able to mend their relationship. You feel for them because it's like, you know, it just seems like it's, it's complicated. You know, they love each other, but it's complicated. And then, of course, where's Uncle George? Please just give us him back. Okay. And um, I, I guess, too, just the last thing that I, that I found a little bit questionable um, with Atticus and Letty, like their um, reaction towards the priestess. They seem like, oh man, this is so strange. But guys, you, what happened the previous episode? Like, this is nothing new. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys like, have any final thoughts? Like, that's your line? The, the <laughs> dead goat getting, you know, an axe banded on your foot? Come on. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't take see a, a goat get his throat slit. Yeah. 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 You you witness a a man get bitten in the woods by a shoggoth and then he turns into a freaking shoggoth okay but but you can't deal with this okay I guess. okay any final thoughts you guys have um i'm i'm just i i don't know if i can keep saying um you know i want to see where i'm just gonna like just put my seat belt on for each episode and just go for the ride for where it's going to take us because it seems like each episode is going to take us down a different road. Mm -hmm. so. I same. I, I can't give me episode four and five, six, seven, eight. How, however many there are like, come on HBO. I get that. You're trying to foster this water cooler conversation kind of thing, you know, but just pull a Netflix and drop all the episodes at once already. Damn. Come on. We want to see the rest. <laughs> yeah. We want all of them. We're, yeah. we're going to binge watch them in one night. You can renew it at that point once you realize that everybody loves the entire thing. Everybody wins. Pretty much. And, you know, what they could do, right? Um, I say that they find a way to try to start working and filming, like, the new season, season two, right now. Then by, I'll say, November, that's a good enough time, you know, November 2020, they bless us with season two. Yes. Like... You have plenty of time. 
Wait, I'm sorry, November? <laughs> no, no. That's, that's because, okay, we really need it. We as in me. So how is the, like, Lovecraft? Okay, we would have to jump forward to the present day. The entire thing would be told via Zoom meeting. I don't, I don't know if I want that Lovecraft. I think that they can do it. You know, maybe they can secretly wear a mask and we don't know. Well, Lovecraft laptop. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they could put them in a bubble. You know, since that's what you know, the the NBA is in a bubble. They could they could put the whole cast and crew in a bubble. Yeah, they could. You know, or maybe they can just all quarantine together. Well. You know. And then, you know, things will be good, and then they can film. And then they just build their own little city. Really? And they're constantly filming. Okay, yeah, never mind. I don't know. If we if we get a present-day Lovecraft country, it better culminate in, like, Letty somehow, like, exercising the White House from Trump. Like, I, yeah. I you know, I, I feel we deserve that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the ghosts. You know, you know, you're not dead yet, and they all, you know, get him out of that house. Right? So, get out, <laughs> get out, Odie, get out. Oh, that was my friend. All right, and Jay, <laughs> I feel dirty now. I'm sorry. You are okay, and Jay, where can we find you on social media? Uh, of course, I'm on the Twitter um, at the Jay Giles or my other page jay movie talk oh you can find me over there on twitter either one of those pages okay and jinx where can we find you i am uh on twitter at jinx 1981 that's j-i-n-x 1981 and if you want to look up scream addicts you can find that um it's at scream addicts so. um you're forgetting one and i'm not <laughs> i can't remember okay i'm on instagram <laughs> <laughs> Look me up. I don't even know what it is because Instagram is dumb and Jinx1981 was already taken and Jinx was taken. I okay, so, I, so, have I have it. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're Jinx740941. There we go. Yeah. Okay. That sounds right. All right. And then you guys can find me on Twitter, Lovely Zena, and I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, Real Queen of Horror. Thank you guys so much for watching. And Jay, you have to do your thing. Peace out. Oh yes he is, oh Satan, 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 we're gonna tear your kingdom down, you better watch out now, Satan!